Hello and welcome to Spiritual Shit, your guide to the down and dirty of modern spirituality. This podcast is a place for people wanting to discover more about spirituality, where we can get weird about ghosts, mediumship, aliens, psychics, religion, new age, awakening, ascension, starseeds, channeling, holistic health, philosophy, and even dating. Some shows will be just me rambling about my mystical experiences and discoveries, while other shows will have guests to open up new perspectives and views. I hope you'll join me on this journey as we discuss and open up what spirituality in today's modern world really looks like. Remember to like and subscribe to never miss an episode and hit me up at thelovelyleah.com or at thelovelyleah on Instagram so we can connect. Become a Patreon supporter to get access to behind the scenes of our guests, freebies, early access to new episodes, discounts on merch, and more. Hello everyone, welcome to another week of spiritual shit. I'm your host, Leah Lovely, and I am I'm happy to be with you and I just want you to hold on to your britches for this episode that's coming up because we are talking about what it means to be superhuman. We are getting into aliens and all that fun stuff. And I've really been just down the rabbit hole on the alien thing lately. Before uh, we had this kind of uh, briefing that came out from the U.S. government that basically UFOs are real, which you know we are we already know. Okay. Um, it was, it was so cool because I was talking to uh, our mystery school people and we were like, I feel like something big is going to happen this summer. Maybe it's going to be aliens. Maybe something's going to be revealed or unveiled. Who knows? And then that briefing got announced and we we're like, Oh my God, it's happening. Yay. <laughs> I, I didn't get to go to the watch party, but yeah. So it's been super cool to kind of think about what it, what it means to, be an interdimensional being or interstellar being or have contact with those beings and whatever. And so I finally bit the bullet and I bought a subscription to Gaia and and started watching like loads and loads of stuff about aliens. And I've had a Gaia membership before, but um, some some of the stuff on there is kind of corny and, and hokey and some of the stuff is really great, but it's nice to just be able to look at conscious media instead of filling my head with, you know, YouTube, by the way, this is not an ad. Uh, they do not sponsor me. I just, this is something I buy for myself and, um, started watching tons of stuff with, uh, I think his name is Dr. David Greer. Uh, just considering some other people that I've had on the show and just thinking about consciousness in general. And what was funny is I had already interviewed Caroline Corey, who's going to be on this show and in starting to see more and more of her presence on that channel and just kind of like validating the things that I was thinking or, um, the, the interview is stellar. Like I'm super excited for you guys to hear it. Uh, what she has to say is just such a wealth of information, but also a lot of really great ways for you to kind of consider some of the questions that you may have had and have a way to reflect on that and see if it resonates with you. But either way, um, the alien ra uh, rabbit hole has been super interesting and I've been thinking about like, what does it mean? You know, uh, why are they interested? Are we their experiment? Are they here to assist us? Are they here to burn us down? You know, I don't know. <laughs> um, I really don't think that that's the case. I think that they may be friendly and here to help us in some way or another. At least that's my belief. And so you get to make that up for yourself today. Uh, but we also got to talk about what it meant to be superhuman. And I've been thinking a lot about that and, you know, talking to my community about what their gifts are and ways in which that we can stop thinking of it as a gift and more as a birthright, like that we're all kind of talented and beautiful and have these wonderful ways of being able to connect to spirit. 
And um, something I was talking to one of my um, my mentees about was like, you know, why is it so difficult for some of us to connect um, more than others? And so we're going to talk about that on the show. And, uh, you know, for me personally, I just think that we've just been conditioned out of our connection and thinking that it's weird or we'll be judged or it's scary or, you know, gaslit. We didn't see that, that you didn't hear that. That wasn't real. And so we're, we're very cautious about that particular type of connection and how to connect to spirit. So anyway, if that's something you're interested in and you really want to start learning how to connect better to spirit, uh, join us this summer for mystery school. You go to patreon.com slash lovely Aaliyah, click the $25 tier and become a part of our daily community where there's so much fun going down. Uh, this is the last week to do it. We're going to close it for the summer because I'm going to get everybody up to speed. We just started our meditation challenge. It's a, it's a good time. It's a good time if you're trying to explore those kinds of things. So that's all I got to say about that. And yeah, let's get into today's episode right now. Caroline Corey is a futurist, a visionary author, and the founder of the Omnia Method. Even though Caroline completed graduate studies in psychology with a minor in philosophy, most of her knowledge is a deeper awareness that comes through direct experience, which she talks about in her books and courses. Caroline's encounter with the worlds of consciousness, energy medicine, and spirituality started at the early age of five, when she spontaneously began to perceive various forms of subtle energy. With time, her ability to perceive and discern subtle energy with precision allowed her to identify what source energy really was. She could experience and understand more deeply the cosmic roadmap and structure of consciousness, the multidimensional configuration of the human body and mind, as well as the construct of the earthly reality. Because Caroline's own deeper awareness and consciousness expansion happened mostly through direct experience and beyond the textbooks, the Omnia method of learning and healing is also based on a unique form of experimental methodology. In healing, this method raises the cell's vibrations to resonance, which in turn allows the cellular DNA reprogramming and the healing to occur organically. Caroline's vision extends into the area of media and entertainment. In 2012, she created Omnia Media and the Experiential Cinema, which supports her personal mission to uplift the human spirit through highly creative and artistic means. Transformational entertainment is not just about creating awareness, she says, but it's also about creating new formats, an innovative approach, and overall experience that is multidimensional and interdimensional. Watch out for her movies, Superhuman, Among Us, and the newest one, The Terror in the Sky. Please welcome Caroline to the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Spiritual Shit. I'm your host, Aaliyah Lovely. And today we have Caroline Corey, who is a filmmaker of the consciousness genre. How you doing, honey? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. How are you? <laughs> I'm awesome. You're like vibrant. And, <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah, emanating light. <laughs> <laughs> we do our best over here as much as we can. So I am super, super excited to talk to you because I have watched several of your films among us as well as superhuman and i am so excited to get in first of all for you to introduce yourself tell the people who you are what it is why it is that you are so driven in these particular topics but also the amount of information that you have packed in to several of these documentaries to me is like it's so so my game like <laughs> I absolutely love. So I'm super excited about that. So first talk to us about who you are and how you came to be in this, this place that you are now. So for me, it really started very organically. I was a kid, I was five years old and uh, I just had this experience where all of a sudden I see these beings and then we have this telepathic communication 
And then I realized that I could see the subtle energy. I could like kind of see the fabric, you know, of space almost. And I realized that I was tapping into consciousness. And so, of course, I'm five years old, right? And uh, so this experience, obviously, I still remember it as if it were yesterday. It was so significant because this exchange um, allowed me to focus on what my brain was doing to be able to do that, to tap mm -hmm. into these things. And so, and I remember the message that I was getting was, you have to ask, you have to ask for this connection, for this communication to be maintained. Also, I could see that this, like I was on this side of the veil in human form and they were on that side. It's kind of like it was one in the same stream of consciousness. Like we mm. were the same. And so I could see that, wait, I wasn't just born here, like in this physical body as a separate entity. Like there's a whole stream of consciousness that continues on in the universe. So mm -hmm. that was crazy. Um, but of course, at the age of five, you're like, oh, you know, this is fun. You know, <laughs> it was later that I realized, oh, my God, you know, like so. But what this experience did was get me to think about consciousness, like how like how did it work? How does it work? Mm -hmm. Or how do we get messages? Like, where are the messages coming from? Right. You know, yeah. where do we really come from? So, so that these questions got me into the field of consciousness, energy, medicine, you know, communication, this whole thing. I developed methodologies um, for meditation, energy medicine, all of that for like 20 years. I trained people, I taught, you know, conferences and classes and books. And then, um, and we were getting more and more validation, like, hey, this stuff is not crazy. Mm -hmm. If you follow these methodologies, you do develop a clear guidance system. You do get healing. You do get, you know, like validation. Yeah, and yeah. so at one point I thought, we need to get this into more mainstream as much as possible. And that's how I started making films. Film mm -hmm. is the best medium, you know, for people who don't want to go through a class or workshop or read books. And so I started making all these films um, about consciousness, but in different topics uh, with more of a scientific. Yeah angle to bring like you were saying real information mm -hmm. not yeah. just talk yeah like we talk about your mind creates we talk about we're connected we talk about we talk talk but show me how right is the angle that I took in my films yeah which I really enjoyed because I love the aspect of being able to look into the the metaphysical the scientific you even had a uh, Tom Campbell on the superhuman, we have him, we had him on the show, loved his interview as well, talking about the matrix and how, you know, like, how do we perceive consciousness as a concept? And so I love that you have all the scientists, you guys have to watch the documentaries, first of all, but um, it was really amazing to me in the topic when we talk about superhuman and even like to, to air quotes that superhuman, like what are the capabilities of humanity that we have not yet unveiled to ourselves that may be 
actually very natural to our consciousness, but that have maybe been hidden and or tucked away. Can you talk a little bit about that and what your concept, or at least in bringing this film to light, like why you thought it was important for people to know about these particular abilities? Well, first of all, like I was saying, when I was five, things happen organically. Mm -hmm. So people ask me, well, did you tell your parents? Did you tell everybody? I didn't tell anybody because I didn't think it was anything special. I was thinking, oh, all kids are doing that. You know, I'm not special. There's nothing, you know. And so, so because of that, um, I have always, I always thought that it's an innate ability, even growing up, like things would just happen organically. So, so, you know, I've always, I always felt like it's our birthright, you know, Mm -hmm. but why aren't people doing it? Like, why aren't they trying to heal themselves, you know, before, try at least before going to a doctor or swallowing a pill or something, what's Mm -hmm. going on here? And so I realize it's all programming. It's all fear. It's all confusion about who we really are. And so, um, and so I kept meeting more, especially like with my work as well, teaching so many people and seeing that people were manifesting real results. Mm -hmm. So it was more and more validation that anybody can do this. Mm-hmm. So either it comes, there are some people like myself, you know, where things just happen, you know, but they don't really happen. They happen because, you know, this is a little bit of a different conversation, but we have a sort of a contract. I feel mm-hmm. before coming here, we're already more open. Mm-hmm. We're more allowing. And so when that information comes, we recognize it to do something with it to help others. But does it, that doesn't make us more special. Right. You see, right. And so getting more and more validation from people, you know, that I've worked with that I keep seeing, um, you know, I'm a hundred percent sure that anybody can do this. And if you have not been open with a little bit of training and with the film, as you saw, we demonstrated, uh, we asked people who had never done any remote viewing, who Mm -hmm. had never done any telekinesis, nothing. We would invite them and film that scene, which you you saw in the film to show that with two hour, little bit of guidance, look what you can do all the way to showing the kids who could see with the blindfolds. I mean, so I mean, let's right. talk about that because like for, for those of you who haven't seen the film yet, there's this, this segment where there are children that they have been trained uh, to, to read, to ride bikes, to go in the store and choose an item completely blindfolded to the point that you started training adults who had difficulty with seeing to be able to see essentially with their consciousness, with their cells uh, instead of with their eyes. Yeah, exactly. So, so that was to me, the ultimate proof. Right, you know, right. it's one thing when people are healing this and doing that and getting messages, this validation, validation. But when I saw the first kids, of course, the first thing I'm making this scientific film, you know, as much as possible. So, so I wanted to make sure it was real right. because there's so many crazy things out there. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I've, I went to visit with them and the first group, because then I discovered all these other groups and it's all in the movie. I mean, it's crazy. And, and so, so I said, okay, well, how does it work? Of course you look at the mask and you see it's a hundred percent blackout. 
Yeah. I mean, there's yeah. no tricks, there's no holes, there's, you know, and plus, like, what's the point? Like, why right, would you right. go through a whole training to trick people? Like, it doesn't yeah. even. Also, kids aren't good at keeping secrets. Kids. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So then I saw firsthand how these kids were literally uh, putting these blindfolds on and reading and doing all these things. And in fact, I would hold up an item they didn't know, or sometimes it was a word. So, because, you know, people who would say, well, they memorize the text, right. memorize anything, because I would like <laughs> randomly pick up <laughs> an object and they would know what it is. They could see what it, what it was. Mm-hmm. Plus, even if there's some sort of hole or something or whatever, you try getting on a bike, (laughs) you know, or or rollerblading or playing ping pong, you know, with perfect accuracy. So I'm talking about the people that I met, that I've worked with, it's 100% real. Mm. Crazy. And that got me interested in seeing, well, who else is out there? So I discovered these other groups, which is amazing. Now, what's interesting is that they all do different techniques, right? but to get to the same result. So mm-hmm. that's interesting because it tells you that the brain, it's not like it is just one way. The brain has the ability to reprogram itself mm-hmm. depending on like your capacity or how you can make it work. Right. So we ended up, you know, training adults as well. And, and it, it happens. It works. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Cause I actually had, and I haven't talked about it on the show yet, but I had this experience last week where I had, um, it was completely dark and I was just like starting, you know, like when you close your eyes, you don't really think about what you see behind your eyelids. And I was sitting there in meditation and I was like, what, what, ha- what would happen if I actually focused on the back of my eyelids? And I started to see, you know, orange and purple and started kind of swirling kind of what people would experience seeing when they would do psychedelics or something like that. Like I was seeing those kinds of types of patterns moving around and I was like, oh, wow, this is probably what people see with psychedelics. And so after I I focused on that for some time, I started to see like what felt like I had my eyes open, a physical picture of something. And And then at some point I started to see the room around me, but like, as if it was daylight, like it's, it's pitch black at night, but I'm seeing my room as if it's daylight. And I'm like, my eyes are closed and it scared me. Yes. (laughs) So I opened my eyes and I was like, oh my God, what was that? And I didn't try it again right away. Cause I mean, you know, I was, I was a little bit scared by it, but I thought, oh, well, that's super weird. I should, should try that again. Um, mostly because I kind kind of play with like astral travel and other things like that, but the, the, the concept of superhuman being able to connect to those things. I, myself as someone who's also sensitive. And so when I was a kid, I would see angels or people walking around or whatever. And I, again, like same thing that you said, I didn't think it was anything different. And I didn't find out until I was about 10, that that was something that other people couldn't see and except my dad and my grandmother, so they can see it as well. So we had that in common, but uh, growing up in super religious kind of circumstances, they were like, this is, there's no room for this. You're probably seeing demons or <laughs> playing tricks on you. It's kind of weird. Um, anyway. And so that's something that I've shut down over time, being able to see and in that way. And so a lot of people, uh, especially on the show, and then I have a, something called mystery school where we talk about these kind of mystical things all the time. And a lot of people are just really like, where are my gifts at? Why don't I have gifts? Why don't I have sensitivities? I see other people are able to be psychic or intuitive or see with a blindfold on, you know, whatever the thing is. Why is it that some people have so much trouble with contacting those parts of their sensitivities? 
Well, first of all, it's like you were saying, you grow up in a society and sometimes in an environment, you know, your family is going to say, stop that. You know, mm-hmm. um, you, we have, we hear a lot about kids uh, having an invisible friend. What is right. an invisible friend? Are they all making it up or right. are they actually seeing or tapping into something? And so when they do that and the parent tells them there's nothing there, stop it, you know, don't talk to invisible things, then you kind of shut down. Also, what you said is very important. I see a lot of people who open up spontaneously to something and it scares them, mm-hmm. you know? And so, so sometimes when I'm working with people, because I do a sort of a regression uh, technique um, and I see that they do have, they did have those spontaneous experiences, um, any sort of contact or anything like that. And then I see the fear, even though the, the experience was very benevolent, it was beautiful, actually. It's sometimes coming in contact with an angel, like, mm-hmm. you know, beautiful light. And so, so this fear programs you to shut down and to say, I can't go there anymore. Mm-hmm. So there's that plus society. You know, it's like if you talk about anything that's not in mainstream science that you can't like measure uh, with an instrument, you know, <laughs> um, then then right away it's dismissed. I mean, I really I'm so lucky and happy to see some of the scientists finally talking about consciousness as a science. Yeah, there is a, there is science behind it. So but the mainstream is still like hasn't caught up yet. Mm-hmm. So that's the reason why people are afraid. They're afraid to be who they really are. Mm, yeah. It doesn't really mean that they don't have the ability. It means that they're afraid they're conditioned, they're programmed, which is unfortunate. But again, it goes like with anything. Mm-hmm. We're afraid to be ourselves. Yeah. In so many ways. We want to look a certain way. We want to pretend a certain way. And so that goes with it. The fear of judgment, the fear of expectations, and um, that keeps you trapped. So what would you say is one of, you know, maybe a a couple of tips for listeners if they're having trouble tapping into their superhuman uh, part of themselves um, to get beyond that fear? What does that look like? Well, you have to, first of all, accept and believe that it's possible because you can try all the techniques you want, but at the end of the day, if it's really, really deep inside you at your core, you don't believe you have this ability or it's possible, then right there, that's the first step that you need to, the first hurdle if you need, that you need to get over. So the first thing is for people to go deep into their core, focus on their heart and also on the stomach area, you know, this whole solar plexus area and ask and say, I can do this. I have the ability to receive guidance from my higher consciousness. So I have the ability to do this and that. And notice how you feel when you say that. Mm -hmm. That's why I said, focus on your core. You're going to feel discomfort. You're going to feel fear. You're going to feel embarrassed. You're going to feel things. As you feel these things, You need to, this is your subconscious mind. These are the beliefs that are blocking you. You have to release those. So you have to say, I ask and intend to release my fear of 
my superhuman abilities, to release my belief that I can do this. Release, release everything that's coming up from every cell in my body, my conscious, my subconscious cellular memory. You breathe in, you exhale, and then you visualize that you are releasing all of these um, energy uh, fragments, uh, energy particles, if you will, because th this is a real energy. Yeah. And then you will get to, you keep doing that until you get to a point of feeling calm, feeling neutral. Mm -hmm. Now you can begin. There you, you see. Mm -hmm. So then where, what do you, where do you begin? You begin with a meditation. So meditation, I have a very simple meditation, seven minutes long. It's free mm. on my website. It's called Connecting to Source. And you, what this meditation does is align you properly with your higher aspect, your universal consciousness, and with Source. Raises your vibration, keeps you aligned, and do that meditation. And then after this meditation, focus on what it is that you want hmm. you see That's really, yes because you is. can't say i want to do this consciously and your subconscious is saying there's no way i can do this yeah it's like <laughs> so the universe is like well which is well, it what do you what yeah <laughs> you know i always tell people that when we're talking about manifestation when it's like you you are asking for the thing you think is most feasible and not the big thing you really want and it's like a division of energy it's like which which one is it do you want this one or that one and then nothing exactly. happens. You're in a standstill there. So exactly. It makes complete sense. That's the reason why you have to undo the things that are going against what you want. And that's how you do it by bringing up all mm -hmm. the stuff that is blocking you, which is fears, beliefs, you know, that whole thing. Yeah. I think a lot of people are really nervous about feeling like, um, you know, someone's going to come stand over their bed which I've had happen to me. Like I've had very physical entities who show up. They always seem to show up in your room. And I don't know why that's like the famous spot. I'm like, come to me in the kitchen. I'd be glad to see something in the kitchen. Just don't come in my room where I feel vulnerable. Or during um, the day too. Yeah. During the day, it was great. Like it's always at night. Like, what is that? <laughs> um, but they're afraid to open that up, that part of themselves up because it's the fear that there will be some type of entity or consciousness that they'll have to interact with that they may not feel ready for. Um, what does that look like? Like, I know like on some of your other documentaries, we're talking about aliens, those among us and other consciousnesses as well. Um, you know, we're, I have so many questions to ask you. I'm trying not to ask too many at the same time, but <laughs> if, if we are, you know, we are these entities as humans. And a lot of times people will look to the stars and go, oh, the aliens are so much smarter than us, or they're so much more advanced than we are, or these other interdimensional consciousnesses um, are so much more gifted than we are. And we give them, humans are very quick to give pedestal to outside entities. What is it about humans that like, that is so super <laughs> that there are these other entities and consciousnesses coming to us, wanting to communicate with us? Well, you asked two very important questions. I'm going to answer the first question, you know, which is what, you know, if you open up, I don't want to have some weird entity show up in my bedroom in the middle of the night. That's very important. So let me answer that one first. Yeah. And so part of this work, first of all, whether you like it or not, whether you know it or not, whether you feel it or not, these entities are there. Mm. You're not the only one. The fact that we don't see the yeah. invisible, it doesn't mean like they're not there. It means that you don't see it yeah. because yeah. guess what? 
when I started to see subtle energy, when I'm working with someone, I see beings all the time around them. They have no clue, yeah. but it doesn't mean that they're not there. And so, and how do we know that they're there? Because there's an effect going on. For example, you know, there's, there's this angelic form right here. There's your mother right on this side, you know, and then it's causing some sort of something in mm -hmm. your body. And so when we release that entity, that thing is released from your body. That's how we know. So the, the bottom line is um, the fact that you're opening up is not going to change the fact that these beings are there. And there's all kinds of beings. And there is, you know, from angels to nice ETs to bad ETs to weird stuff. You know, the first time I saw a dark energy, I was like, wait, is this for real? Like, I mean, you know, I was very young. I mean, but but later I I, I would see attachments, you know, like entities latching onto people. Mm. And it's almost like I, I didn't want to go there, yeah. but I was seeing the truth. And the problem is once you see, you cannot unsee. Right. So you have to decide, do I want to see the truth and I'm okay with it? Or do I want to just stay in my bubble and pretend nobody's there? But guess what? So, so what, if you have to make that choice first, then you protect yourself. The more you train yourself to do this, that's why I was talking about this meditation. Yeah. This yeah. meditation keeps you sealed, keeps you in a frequency. So if anything, it makes you more in charge, in control, because now you know more of the story. You know, yeah. you're not in denial, you see? Yeah. And it's empowering. Start, it's empowering. Yeah. And you start to realize it's like, let me face my, the, the truth. So you have to take responsibility. That's the first step. And you learn so much that you will start to see the correlations. I'm telling you, Alia, most, not most, pretty much all disease are caused by serious disease. I'm talking cancer, an entity, an, an attachment, a thought form that is latching onto that part of your body and mess things up mm. think about that mental mental illness yeah there's always an entity people are not crazy hearing things they are hearing things yeah yeah they're hearing things from another entity talking to them they are seeing things they're not hallucinating like imagining they, yeah. they are seeing but of course the psychiatrist doesn't doesn't see anything and he says it's impossible blah 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 here take a pill you're crazy let's lock you up and so so that's the that's what happens is that you have to decide i'm ready i want to see it all i want to know it all and i'm fine with it but i'm also going to know how to discern how to protect myself and so so in that way for the people who are afraid to just hopefully what i just said is going to help them uh, make that leap and know what to do you have yeah. tools for protection and you become more and more sensitive and discerning that the next time you feel you, you know you you feel or sense a presence right away you know what to do yeah. right now you know people you feel like you go somewhere you come back you know just go to costco 
And <laughs> yeah. Back, I guarantee, I guarantee, I'm, but that's like normal life. You've picked up a few, few like attachments or things latching on just because they're floating around, mm -hmm. you know, and they're not necessarily in cemeteries. They're in hospitals. They're like, they're in different types of places, yeah. but they're also in restaurants and they're, they're everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. So um, how, sorry, how would you say that people would then like protect themselves? Yeah. So that's why everything is energy. The fact that this being is capable of sending information, you can also send information. That's law, universal laws. And so with meditation, for example, this meditation I told you about, you are able to keep your mind channels and your energy very focused, like as if you're creating a, um, uh, like a beam, you know, some yeah. sort of, you know, a path filled. Yeah, yeah, that's very directed. It's not all over the place. Right. Because that's what people are. You know, they're not conscious of their energy field. So they're open on this side and this side and this side. And, you know, if there's chaos here and the mother calls and the daughter does this and blah, 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 and the wife does that, you know, you're bombarded with all these energy without knowing how to seal and stay centered and connected. So right. that meditation I highly recommend. It's right away uh, by aligning you and raising your vibration because everything is vibration. Yeah. These entities that are messing with you, uh, yes, they're not that nice. And I'm, you know, there are, there are, like I said, they're out there. This means that they're tapping into your fears. Mm -hmm. They're tapping into your anxiety. They're reinforcing your confusion. So that this is all frequency, it's all right. vibration. So if your vibration is extremely high, they, it's like they can't reach, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, there's yeah. no uh, law of attraction. It's, there's, mm -hmm. It doesn't connect. And so that's why that meditation, I would say, will help you. Plus uh, you do it, it's only seven minutes long. And then consciously you say, I ask to remain sealed and protected from any, um, invading entity or energy that's harmful to my being. That's yeah. all. And you consciously say it and visualize it and off you go. Yeah. I walk through my house and I go, only those of the light are allowed in here. Yes. <laughs> yes. Because so you, you know, it's things through. <laughs> yeah. Because, because this is so important because I, sometimes I have people, I'd be like, if there's any, any ET out there, I want to talk to them. I'm like, mm, wait, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like, don't talk so fast. You know, don't, you know, like just think about what you just said. Yeah. So, because yeah. Unfortunately, Be selective. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, well, that's really interesting. I think, um, you know, I use crystals in a big way um, to help my, you know, my space or whatever. I'm very conscious of how those look. And I wear uh, Moldavite. I'm actually waiting for a piece of black opals that I got made to have wear whatever. Um, what would you say are your favorite protective stones that you utilize for that, to aid that process? I mean, I personally, I mean, quartz are nice, but, um, I personally think they just enhance what mm -hmm. you're doing, yeah. but not as much as you being the real catalyst, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like you, if you surround yourself with all the crystals, but then you don't know yeah. how to, how to activate it, it just doesn't do anything. So yeah. that's why people have to always remember you are the magnetizer first 
And then you'll be attracted different people. And as you know, different stones have different properties. Right. So first you got to magnetize yourself and magnet and align your energy properly. And then you'll be attracted depending on what you're needing. You're needing yeah. healing emerald. You're needing protection, you know, opal, you know what I mean? So, yeah. so it's like case by communication, of course, clear court. So, you know, so, so it's case by case. Yeah. That's nice. So back to the second question I asked, why yeah. do they want to talk to us? Yeah. It's so special about humans. <laughs> well, first of all, if you remember what I was saying in the beginning, when I had this experience with those beings, I felt not that I knew I saw that I was on this side of the veil in physical form and they were kind of my lineage mm -hmm. in the you know on the other side of the veil and just in that moment I understood where I had come from like I didn't come from these parents you know it's like like wait I'm like whoa <laughs> you know and then in that moment I realized that same thing I'm not the only one everybody has that um, lineage, cosmic mm -hmm. lineage beyond the human parents, the human lineage. And so that I thought, okay, so are we all like coming from the same thing? Why do you think some people connect to the Pleiadians, others connect to the reptilians, others connect to the Arcturians? Like, why aren't we all, I wasn't talking to those people my whole life. Later, I encountered them. Mm -hmm. So so how does that, like, who decides? Yeah. It's because we have different lineages. Hmm. That's why. So the lineage, and, and also I said in the beginning that that communication is never severed for a reason. The fact that we are here in human form doesn't mean we stop being what we were. Mm -hmm. It just means that right now we have this physical body and we're supposed to function with this human brain and whatever for a reason for that particular purpose to enhance the human experience. But the communication and the information that's coming from our lineage is crucial to the human aspect that we are right now. Mm. Think about this. If I am in this human body, and I'm just, just functioning from this human brain and I'm just going about my business. And my life purpose is to, you know, get married, have kids and buy a house and have a dog, you know, and that's it. Okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but what if, what if I am conscious of my lineage, my divine lineage, my cosmic lineage? And through everything that I say, everything that I do, everything that I express, and it could be just getting married, it doesn't matter. But if I allow that opening, that energy to come through everything that I put out in this world through this physical apparatus, then what comes out of me is a much bigger story because mm -hmm. the energy affects the unified field. That's why we, we are here. Otherwise, we can still be in spirit form and help the humans like, hey, you know, go out and do this. Go out. We have to be in human form to affect the human collective consciousness. All the human brains are interconnected because we're on the same frequencies. Mm. Every time you think, you have to think 14 seconds or more. 
you put out an energy that is now imprinted on the fabric of time space mm -hmm. of planet earth mm -hmm. that's it think about all the thoughts that you're putting out and are being you know what people call the akashic records what's yeah. the akashic like what's that what's the collective consciousness it's everybody's information coming out and being imprinted on the fabric of time space so that when the kids are born, when somebody else is born with this brain, they are within this container of information. Hmm. And so they can tap into, tap into yeah. So if I become aware of my bigger lineage and I start speaking and bringing through these thoughts, these thought patterns, these frequencies, I am now imprinting on the fabric of time space the collective consciousness of humanity a much more evolved mm -hmm. type of like in a software upgrade exactly exactly <laughs> i am contributing to evolving to i'm adding mm -hmm. to to what humanity already knows and has that's mm -hmm. why awakening to your lineage and activating this lineage through you is your purpose in this human form. Now, the, the, the question I have around that, are, are, there, are there people here on earth who are just human, who do not have a cosmic lineage, and we are those of us who consider ourselves having cosmic lineage, helping evolve the human race through our human form, or are all of us here to do that for the capacity of the earth itself? It's a great question. It's a long answer and complicated answer, but I'll try to summarize it. It's okay. in my book. <laughs> The divine plan, mm. because there's different types of beings with different types of consciousness, with different types of lineages. So there are beings that, even though they're mo mostly human, meaning they were, and we're, I'm, we're talking back millions of years. Yeah, we're not yeah. talking about like past lives, like in the yeah, 19th yeah. century or something. We're <laughs> talking the lineage. Ancient. You know? Yeah. So they've been let's say implanted on the earth over and over and over they pretty much stay within this range i mean this this kind of planetary configuration they may be part they're part of the um the, the solar system so they could be between earth and mars and in jupiter or whatever but pretty much here yeah so so these are called the evolutionary type beings meaning they have to be material to evolve so mm -hmm. they have to come back in, in human form and get over and over and over and evolve the human consciousness so there is that category mm. but there's a lot especially right now with what's happening mm -hmm. there is a huge there's a large percentage of beings on the earth who now look human like you and i but have a different lineage. So your lineage could be coming from a different constellation. So a little bit further out. Yeah. Uh, my lineage comes from another universe, for example. Yeah. So, yeah. so at the end of the day, there are the locals, <laughs> uh, you know, I want to say about um, two thirds. Mm -hmm. And then it's a big percentage of beings that are not Mm -hmm. the human in that sense it, it's not just human it's evolutionary meaning it's a 
it's a completely different type of consciousness and you evolve in many different ways. Wow. For example, there are types of consciousness that cannot materialize. Like normally they don't materialize. They cannot take on a body, a physical Mm. form. Um, And so, so they stay on the other side of the veil and help, but these will never be able to, they can influence, but they cannot affect the outcome of the collective, the human collective conscious. That's why some of us had to take on the human form to be part of the brain, like they have the same brain because Mm -hmm. all the brains affect each other and it's one brain. Mm. So what's happening right now that we've come in during this time? (laughs) That's I know everybody's going to listen and go, what's that question? What is that? You're good. You're good. You're good. You're good. Yeah. Uh, So, um, so, I mean, come on, we can see. I mean, I I know, you know, but maybe they don't know. Oh my God. It's like, uh, there is a definite, there's a definite uh, split of the timelines. I want to say it started out 200,000 years ago. Again, people who are into this can read it in my book. Um, But 200,000 years ago, there's major things that happened on the earth to kind of make it very quarantined, very isolated from the rest of the universe. And it's only recently that uh, that alignment is starting to kind of be put back together. Mm-hmm. Uh, but because there's so much momentum of certain types. So basically the two timelines are very simple. One is, um, you realign the planet and the fabric of time space, which is, again, you can think of it as the brain of the earth and we're inside that larger brain, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So you can think of it as that realigning with astronomically um, with the source, like the, cent- the hub of the universe in such a way that you start to receive direct information um, once again in a very uh, unobstructed way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for example, you receive the life force from the universe into your body in a different way. So you require less food, less water. Mm-hmm. You, you, you can survive more with this sort of life force you can heal yourself spontaneously you can you know what i mean you're opening up to the channels of communication it's not weird to be communicating with things that are uh, it's no longer visible and invisible Um, it's more uh shades of of dimensions you know it'll be normal for you to um kind of understand that it's a gradual like a gradient where your consciousness is in this frequency but then if you go to that frequency to that frequency then you tap into that information and that information like a nor it would be like a normal uh, thing to have all these abilities and to be uh the new human i would say so that's one trajectory yeah but this also implies a change with within the person meaning uh, an understanding that it's a it's a oneness principle it's a it's an unconditional love principle there is no separation because you're one with the universe now you're you're you are 
drawing your your life force from the universe and sending it right back to the universe so you are this oneness uh this integrated kind of consciousness mm-hmm. um you know it becomes a whole different um uh realm for ethics and morals so 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 for example you there is no separation there is no competition there's no need yeah. for any of that yeah. your focus is very different there are no boundaries there is no you know countries and things yeah. like that so so that humanity which is the that one timeline and trajectory is a future humanity yeah and we're getting there but this is timeline number one mm-hmm. timeline number two is the opposite and that's what's been happening the momentum that's been created for so long which mm-hmm. is you know separation i'm better than you i'm going to convert you to my religion i'm going to yeah. convert you to my political system this is the country um, line i want to fight is, for <laughs> so on so far you see the opposite yeah so yeah. we see a lot of this but we also see some of that so so i feel like this is the juncture we're at and it's unfolding over the next 250 years mm-hmm. uh, to finally kind of come to you know conclusion if you will yeah so some people will say oh my god 250 no you don't realize that first of all 250 years in terms of uh i mean the life of the universe the age of the so universe, short it's nothing, it's, nothing. it's like a split second that's yeah. number one. second it's what you're doing now that's allowing that to happen yeah. if you want here and weren't doing it none of that would be happening so we may not be having the best time all the time <laughs> but your presence is what's making this happen okay just- caroline i just want to say like i have chills upon you speaking that out because i haven't read your book yet um and i myself um recently came out quote marks um as a channeler And so like communication wise, I've been talking to a group called Erasmus. They've revealed themselves as Erasmus. Didn't know what that meant. Looked it up. The word Erasmus means beloved. And Mm -hmm. it says they essentially said themselves to be those who love earth. And so I've been speaking with them and that's exactly the message that has come out to the point of you saying like, we've divided ourselves in countries. They've mentioned that quite a bit. Like, this is ridiculous. You guys are all one. Why do you like segment yourselves this way? but super important, I think for people to hear, because they're, they're going, why us? Why now? Why be human? What's the point? Why are we here? Like, what's, you know, like, I mean, it's not the most fun place to be. (laughs) And I know when I was a kid, I remember thinking a lot, like, oh, I'm tired of this planet. Like, and who says that as a child? Like, it's kind of a weird thing to say. Um, I know that for, uh, would you consider the Lumerians or Atlanteans a cosmic race or a local race? Yeah, I love, uh, let me answer my, your first question. Like, why, why is it so important? Uh, Think about it this way, because again, whether we like it or not, whether we believe it or not, whether whatever, we are part of a universe. We like, you know, it's like, hello, the planet (laughs) is part of a planetary system, which is part of a galaxy, which is part of a, a universe, which is part of a multiverse. Yeah. Like it or not, you can do all the boundaries you want. That is a fact. So think about it this way. It's like one body, you know, the liver is part of your body. You like it or not, it's part of your body. Hello. You can ignore (laughs) it. You could trash it. You could put all the toxins in it. 
it's still part of your body. Hmm. So people need to come to terms with this and understand the fact that we are part of a larger structure, you know, one body. If one part of the body is struggling, what does the body do? Hmm. When the liver is struggling, the entire body responds. The immune system of the body goes, whoops, what's going on down there? Mm -hmm. There's like, there's some toxicity, which is now causing the digestive system to be messed up. It's, it's affecting the heart. It's affecting the nervous system. The person is depressed, blah, blah. So that one particular problem in one particular part of the body is still triggering a response from the entire body. Mm. So the immune system, these are the laws of the universe. Nobody can argue that. <laughs> and so, so it has this spontaneous response. The universe has a spontaneous response of, um, of helping, assisting, that part of the body that is struggling. And so, and then you that's can, the best analogy I've heard so far about how that works. Yes. It's think it's the immune system of the universe. It's saying, wait a minute, this little planet that is beautiful, that's crucial to the functioning of the whole, you're going to say, oh, we could just like take out the liver. It will never be the same. It doesn't yeah. work this way. It's just like, you see, because it's part of creation. It's part of the whole, the, the intelligent design of the universe. And so that's the reason why many of us said, we have to go there. <laughs> you know, <laughs> trust me, I have my moments. I was the moments like, oh my God, what was I thinking? <laughs> this place is crazy. Get me out of here. <laughs> so, but that's kind of what it happens. It's almost like, if we didn't do it, it's, you know, it would have taken longer, believe it or not. Yeah. Uh, sometimes I just can't take any more suffering. Like I yeah. just can't look at the suffering anymore. It's like, how is this even possible? Yeah. Kids yeah. and innocent people, you know, let's not go there. <laughs> but that, but that's, that's the reason why we're here. That's the reason why you said, why earth? Why now? Yeah. That's the reason why. Yeah, I a hundred percent agree. And I know that feeling, like a lot of us are looking around and going, what the fuck? Like, what is this? Like, why are we, why is it like this? Um, it's like I'm done, right? Yeah, like absolutely. But so necessary. Like we still find our purpose. We still find that we need to do something. We have that urgency in our gut about that. Um, would you say that for, for some of us, so there's something I'm noticing in our mystery school group that a lot of us have gotten sick in the last like week or so. Yeah. And a lot of us are feeling what, I don't know, some people call them Ascension symptoms. I don't know. Maybe they're an upgrade of sorts. I personally got what felt like food poisoning, some kind of stomach bug. And I was sick. Normally if I've gotten food poisoning, I've had, uh, I've traveled enough to have food poisoning quite a bit. Um, <laughs> And usually it's only like a couple of days. This had me sick for seven days straight. Couldn't eat a grape, couldn't nothing. Like you could barely drink water. And I was so sick. And I was like, at some point, I feel like I might need to go to the, the hospital. Um, and I got it under control. And I, I remember during that time, my hearing, the channeling was so clear. Like, wow. I mean, as if I was talking to you and I was like, and I would get up in the morning and I would hear, okay, it's time to write or, you know, something like that. I would have the thumping in my ear or the ringing or whatever. Um, it was during that particular time that it was just like, like I couldn't, I couldn't stop writing. It was coming through so clear. So once I started to feel better, I started to get this feeling like, I don't know if that was food poisoning. I think that might've been like a, 
like a software upgrade of sorts. Um, because now it's like, okay, I've had this, this path of this book I'm supposed to write or whoever I'm supposed to talk to, or this information I'm supposed to pass on. Um, and then I noticed that the other people in the group started getting random sickness or, you know, one of them a heat stroke or something like that. And then them being able to have this clarity behind that. Do you know anything around these types of symptoms that people may be experiencing that is it, is it an upgrade or are we just experiencing some collective drab? No, definitely. Um, it's definitely uh, an upgrade. It's, it feels like a purging mm -hmm. of information. Don't forget food yourselves, uh, hold on to information. Yeah. So, so that purging is like letting go is a way of letting go, uh, what, you know, is not working for you. It's hard for, you know, typical people like the mainstream to understand that, illness is very much connected to the psyche, to the energetics of the body, uh, not just the straight. And of course, if you eat something that's rotten, of course you, but then you throw up for a day, for two yeah. days, whatever, you don't throw up for, for a whole week. Yeah. And so, so there's a lot more happening here for sure. I also know other people who have this problem, who had this problem. Really? And, and every now and then also a lot of people are getting like the random things they get is a, a dizzy spells mm -hmm. um uh, weird dizzy spells there's nothing wrong with them but there's that going on so the, there's definitely um a lot of this happening it's it's gradual upgrade I, I i what i'm saying is it's not necessarily something specific that's happening just now it's just a and you probably had other things as well yeah. before that and you're going to continue to have weird things uh physical reactions that don't make a lot of sense as part of the general upgrade so it's me it's, for me it's a hundred percent part of this whole story to continue to because this one timeline that we talked about right. requires right. that your apparatus be as clean as pure as possible so you're gradually making your way that way yeah yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I haven't been able to eat the same. Uh, and if I do eat some of the same things like pizza or something like that or whatever, it does not taste very good. Uh, my go. whole taste has changed. Um, and so obviously like it takes a while to like get your habits back down or whatever, but I've noticed that very much. So like, I don't, I don't need as much food as I did before or whatever, like go. the body's changing. So, um, so if you are experiencing something like that, that's something to think about. Uh, definitely. Do you have any experience with the ringing in the ears? I get messages every yes. week asking yes. about the ringing in the ears. I have a yes. thumping. What is that? Uh, same downloads. downloads. So what happened is that, uh, you know, the information that's coming to you is not necessarily, it, it you can think of it as like a zip drive, you know, when you get a zip drive, you don't really see the information. It's mm -hmm. like, just like a, a lot of information that's packed. Mm -hmm. And then, it, and then it gets unzipped when you click on it, it unzips and then you read right, everything. Right. You see all the folders, whatever. So it's a little bit that way. The brain can only capture a certain number of amount of information so if you are asking about where did i come from or what's my next journey or whatever like a whole chapter in a book mm -hmm. if not more you're going to get th that transfer of information translates like a zip drive and that feels like a ringing in the ear mm -hmm. so you hear like mm, you know it's like a like this frequency and then if you notice after the ringing and maybe not soon after but like maybe, I don't know, the next day or something, yeah. 
new information would come in because that zip drive now is in your brain mm -hmm. is now unzipping into the language that you understand mm -hmm. and the brain is reading processing the information that you received and you get aha moments oh my yeah, god yeah. Blah, blah 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 this and that yeah. so that's the reason and it's so common whoever's asking you like 99 of the people have those weird ringing in the ears yeah yeah i have i used to have it it just would ring and now it does this like a uh, weird whooshing sound yes yeah. it sounds like a heartbeat yeah yeah is there a reason that it's louder now is i'm not listening <laughs> Uh, no, it's like different way, different channels. Uh, you're receiving different types of information, but it's, uh, but it's not painful. It's not harmful. It's, it's just right? annoying. <laughs> yeah. But it also, it doesn't last. Sometimes yeah. they're longer than usual. And you're like, what's up? <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. Well, I know that you all have answered a, a major question for my audience for that specifically. Um, so before we go, cause I want to talk to you a little bit deeper on our after show. So if you guys want to hear that, go to patreon.com slash the lovely Aaliyah to hear the rest of this episode. Um, cause we're going to talk deeper about aliens. And I want to know a little bit more about your filmmaking, uh, process and stuff like, cause that just interests me as an artist. Um, but where can people find you and what, um, movie should they be looking out for next? Yeah. For anything that's consciousness, including that meditation, they should go to carolinecorey.com. There's all sorts of classes and sessions and free stuff. And you know, that, that's for that. For uh, the movie Superhuman, I highly, I mean, everybody needs to watch that you movie, watch right? It. Oh my God. It. It's a uh, superhuman, really yeah, superhumanfilm.com. And uh, the movie Among Us is also on uh, Amazon Prime. You know, they can watch it there or go to godsamongus.com. Um, and there's something about the movies as well, the way I've done those movies, because it's out of consciousness, mm -hmm. that just by watching these films or tapping into these classes and these websites, you are already activating something. So it's, yeah. it's not just entertainment and information. It's actually helping a lot. Yeah, absolutely. And your next film? And the next film, so excited. Everybody needs to watch that too. Uh, <laughs> Eter in the Sky. Eterinthesky.com. Um, you can go there. The trailer is insane. Yeah, is. <laughs> everybody should watch that one. It's coming on a bunch of platforms. It's incredible. By the time this airs, uh, the show airs, it will be out. So you will be able to yes. watch it right now. Yes. So Caroline, thank you so much. I'm so excited like for everybody to hear this interview and just feel like almost in your voice, there's something that activates. So I'm sure yeah. everyone who's listened has gotten a little nugget of activation for themselves now. So if you guys like this episode, please share it with someone you love and we will see you in the next one. hope you enjoyed this episode. Please share it with someone you love. And if you're interested in becoming a client for energy coaching or card readings, find me at thelovelyalia.com to read more about what I do and to book your own session. And don't forget to add me on the lovely Leah on Instagram for daily content and inspiration and hang out with me on Patreon. As always, thank you for listening.